0: Hello, and welcome to the Sports Field Management Podcast. I'm your host, John Kamita, Associate Publisher and Editorial Brand Director of Sports Field Management Magazine. July is Park and Recreation Month, and on this episode, I'm thrilled to speak with Court Jones, National Recreation and Park Association's Senior Manager of Digital Content and host of Open Space Radio. On this episode, Court shares his insights into Park and Recreation Month, this year's theme, what it means for industry professionals, as well as some of the challenges that he sees park and recreation professionals facing and how they're approaching those challenges. So please enjoy our conversation with Cort Jones. Welcome, Court, to the uh, Sports Field Management Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to
1: join me. Thanks, John. Great to be here.
0: Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to get a chance to speak with you about NRPA. And especially about Park and Recreation Month. But before we get started on that, I was wondering if you could give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself and your role at NRPA.
1: Yeah, thank you. So, my name is Court Jones. uh, I've been with the National Recreation and Park Association for uh, a little more than six years now. I currently serve as the Senior Manager of Digital Content, where I oversee. And our PA's blog, our email marketing efforts. Uh, I host and produce our own podcast, Open Space Radio. So it's a little strange being on this end of things, um, but I enjoy uh, talking about parks and recreation. So, always excited to do something like this. I always. I also oversee our, uh, our amazing social media team of one, and I also have the privilege of managing one of our largest member and public-facing campaigns, which is Park and Recreation Month, uh, which I'm really excited to chat with you about today.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's that's a lot on your plate, and um, you know, as we mentioned, July is Park and Recreation Month. If you could give our listeners a little bit of an idea of what that means for NRPA. And then your overall goals with regard to Park and Recreation Month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So NRPA has been celebrating Park and Recreation Month in July since 1985. It's essentially a month-long celebration uh, with a goal of raising awareness and promoting how park and recreation professionals are building strong, healthy, and resilient communities through their essential work. Our goal is really to empower park and recreation professionals and agencies to better tell their stories. Um, and share all of the life-changing and life-saving opportunities that they provide their communities. You know, we we want to talk about that all year long, but July is a really great opportunity to lift up that work as, as one, like, collective effort. But it's it's a month where agencies from across the country come together with this shared theme and message, uh, which really amplifies the impact when you've got agencies from across the country sharing this one unified message. Um, they kind of it broadens the impact a little bit than um, just you know sparse throughout the country in a few places. Besides simply building awareness, uh, we also have a goal of communicating the essential nature of parks and recreation and building community health with uh, elected officials and those in power who are you know making the decisions and writing the checks. Um, and you know when we can stress the importance and and change hearts and minds and get them to realize the importance of parks and recreation potentially get some, you know, additional funding directed at these essential community services, you know, that's the ultimate goal. And so that's what we we try to do with Park and Recreation Month is really lift up this essential corner of of the world.
0: Sure, sure. No, that's, that's awesome. Um, And you mentioned the theme and each year you have a different theme. This year's theme is where community grows. What does that mean for NRPA and how would you like to see Park and Rec professionals embrace or kind
1: of embody that theme. Yeah, so I I really love this theme. I think this is a this is a challenge that we have every single year is kind of with the theme and what's going to resonate with, you know, those who are, are working in this profession and then serving their communities and this year we did something a little bit different. We kind of crowdsourced the theme. So we sent out some options to our membership and had them vote on what was going to, you know, resonate with them and their communities the most and where Community Grows, which was my favorite and which I was, I was hoping that would win, it won, uh, thankfully. And so, you know, we know that communities that have access to Parks and Recreation are healthier and more active. But not only that, Parks and Recreation serves as community wellness hubs. So they're trusted gathering places that connect every member of the community to essential programs, services, and spaces that advance health equity, improve health outcomes, and enhance quality of life for every member of a community, you know, parks and recreation truly connects communities and allows them to thrive. Um, And we really want to see park and recreation professionals celebrate this and share all the ways that they're serving every member of their community and really being that catalyst for growing community health, belonging, and, and so much more, you know, at its core, parks and recreation is the place where community grows. And we're really excited to uplift that. And and we really just want to celebrate that all July and, and build some momentum going into the rest of the year.
0: Sure, sure. And you mentioned the involvement of the park and rec professional on the ground of trying to get that involvement. For our listeners who might be wondering, okay, how do I go about that? What are some of the tools or resources that NRPA provides to help guide the park and rec professional who may think, okay, you know, I, I embrace park and rec month, but how do I go about communicating that to my municipality or my community or the powers that be and, and really get progress made on that front?
1: That's, I love this question. That's, that's the hard part, right? It's, it's always difficult finding, like, what are the right things to say? Like, how do we join this effort? And this is, one of my biggest projects of the year is putting together this Park and Recreation Month toolkit, which is available. It contains so many helpful things for promoting Park and Recreation Month, you know, within your given community. Professionals can, can go to nrpa.org July and they can download the toolkit and it includes everything from this year's beautiful logo and graphics. Uh, there's a poster that you can download and print and, you know, hang up in your sports complexes or recreation centers or parks or, or anything like that. Um, there's key research and data points, you know, to support your argument for the impact that parks and recreation makes, you know, we can always make an argument, but having that data to support it is so key. Um, so there's a lot of that there. We also have sample social media posts that you can take and tweak, you know, to your audience and community. We have media outreach templates, so you can plug and play your community's information into a, a press release template that's in that toolkit and send it out to press contacts to get the word out. Um, and, and there's a lot more promotional items within that toolkit that help tell the story and join this movement for Park and Recreation Month. It's really plug and play, um, which, which I love and, and our members really love. Um, it's, it's a great way to share the specific details Of a department or a community um, but with that unified messaging from the field as a whole which is always great you know one of my favorite things is signing on to social media on july 1st and seeing the flood of social media posts about park and recreation month and and agencies really sharing the things that they're going to be doing throughout the month to celebrate another useful tool that we have is the park and recreation month proclamation template and this is a way to officially coordinate with your town or city council and officially proclaim July as Park and Recreation Month in your community. We have a great template and step-by-step guide on how to go about that process. I know that can sometimes be overwhelming, like meeting with the city council or, or town leadership, but we're already seeing some official proclamations come in from across the country, which is really cool. And We also have have a proclamation uh, for Park and Recreation Professionals Day, which is on July 21st during the month. This is another day to celebrate, you know, the essential role of park and recreation professionals and another time for the town or city to officially proclaim that and show their support. You know, with all of these, the hope is really to continue drilling the importance of parks and recreation to elected officials Mm -hmm. in hopes of securing some more budget funding, support, things like that.
0: And as a follow up to that, you know, you mentioned that these types of initiatives need to be year round, but that Park and Rec Month is a way of kind of focusing that effort. What would your advice be to Park and Rec professionals in terms of carrying over the lessons learned during Park and Rec Month so that it isn't just a one month focus, that this is something that they're efforting all year long how you carry that over and and make that more of a regular routine for their approach to how the how they communicate with with their community
1: and with their constituents you know that's a great question i think you know you can still use that park and recreation month toolkit and just kind of tweak that messaging throughout the year it's it's a really great way to just start that conversation and i think you know starting with July, it's like, here's, here's this celebration. And then you can carry that on by, you know, continuing to share those stories, give updates on the stories that you may have shared during park and recreation month. Um, You know, as a storyteller myself, I'm always wondering about like a story I heard a few months ago or a year ago or something like that and wanting an update. And so maybe you shared a story about, you know, a sports team that, you know, did something really great during July and and it's it's you know celebrated throughout the community or something like that what you know what are they doing in October what are they doing in you know February to amplify that and and you know really take that program forward i think it's also you know staying plugged in with NRPA research we have a lot of research that's regularly released throughout the year and so taking those data points and updating your messaging and showing, you know, this is the, the, for example, the economic impact of our agency. And here's, you know, the benchmarking data from across the country. And I think things like that are really great ways to share the story um, throughout the year. But you can continue to use that Park and Recreation Month toolkit and just, you know, take out the things that say like July is Park and Recreation Month, but the content is still really, really relevant and the research and data points to support that are still really, really relevant. Sure, sure.
0: Now, shifting gears slightly, I'd, I'd love to delve into a little bit more kind of general wide-ranging park and rec topics. And, and as host of Open Space Radio, you speak with a lot of park and recreation professionals. First, can you give our listeners a little bit of a feel for your audience and also NRPA members and, and some of the roles that they that they have in the industry?
1: Absolutely. Well, hosting Open Space Radio is probably, you know, aside from managing Park and Recreation Month, I think Open Space Radio is my favorite part of my job because I get to talk with so many people who are doing, you know, so much impactful work in their communities. And so it's an honor to be able to have conversations regularly with such amazing people. NRPA membership is, is made up of park and recreation professionals from across the country. It is, you know, everything from that executive director level, all the way to, you know, the folks that are on the ground, you know, doing the work day to day, you know, whether that's maintenance or, you know, taking care of the sports fields or programming for mentoring programs, things like that. And so our audience for Open Space Radio runs the gamut of, you know, the park and recreation professionals in the field to, you know, outdoor advocates um, who are out there, you know, screaming from the rooftops the importance of the outdoors and so we are really focused on you know sharing their stories and impacts to inspire others in the field to to make similar impacts and and kind of be inspired by you know what their colleagues and peers are doing and so I I hope that answers that question um yeah, as a
0: follow up to that, with the folks that you speak with, and just in general, and not to drill down too far, but what are you typically seeing as the challenges that they face or the biggest trends or issues in the park and recreation industry and kind of how they're approaching some of those issues?
1: Yeah, you know, I think a big challenge and what we're still seeing, you know, coming out of the pandemic, you know, or hiring and, and budget related challenges, you know, from from my my view at NRPA, this is something that we we see a lot of conversations around. And, you know, you know, parks and recreation is often the first on the chopping block, you know, when it comes to budget cuts, you know, within a, a local government. And and our goal is really to to advocate for like, hey, you know, this is this is an absolutely essential service. This needs the same support that other essential community services receive. It's not just fun and games and parks and recreation. It's it's changing and saving lives in many cases. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of fun, but it's incredibly essential to you know community health and well-being. Um, and you know, of course, many agencies are approaching these challenges through you know creative hiring processes, more competitive compensation for staff, um, and seeking out grant funding. I think a great way that NRPA supports agencies and professionals is you know, by providing, you know, awareness about grant funding that is available. And, you know, another thing is, is that networking piece, you know, I know we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, agencies may wonder, like, we're facing this challenge, do others in the country face this challenge? And so NRPA is really that connector and, and, you know, Professionals are able to bounce ideas off of each other. Like, hey, we're going through this. Have you gone through something similar? and how did you solve for it? And how could we potentially do something similar for that? And so I think, you know, those challenges are sometimes difficult, feeling like you're in a vacuum and you can't, you know, you have no idea, you know where to start. And so to be able to bounce that idea and and challenge off of others uh, who are doing similar work, I think is, is so beneficial.
0: So Court, you talked about raising awareness and Park and Recreation Month is about spreading the word, raising awareness and and celebrating park and recreation professionals. But I know, at least for a lot of our listeners, that they struggle with being seen as that expert in the field and really trying to bridge that gap in communication with not only their within their organization, but also with the community at large and with their user groups. So I'm wondering if you have uh, any advice from your experience as to how park and recreation professionals can be more of that, you know, voice that expert in the field and that that point of contact that the community can look to for professionalism in these topics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I know I mentioned this earlier on in our conversation, but, you know, as a storyteller myself, I really think that it starts with telling your story and, you know, Park and Recreation Month is a a really great way to do that. But, you know, ultimately, it's something that's important throughout the year. And so, you know, I recommend, you know, building relationships with the folks that are using your spaces and participating in your programs and getting to know, you know, their wants and needs and what's important to them. What's going to help them better access, you know, these amenities and spaces and things like that, and then do what you can to meet those needs. I think that community engagement piece is a really powerful way to build up, you know, the fact that you are an expert on these topics while also building that trust with your community members. They know that they're going to be able to to visit these spaces and the things that they need are going to be there and they're going to be high quality and they're going to be maintained and they're going to be safe spaces and things like that. You know, park and recreation professionals, I I think, have one of the most impactful careers when it comes to, you know, human development, health and well-being, skill building, relationship building, taking care of our planet and just, you know, ultimately giving people an opportunity to have fun. I think, you know, it's this balance in parks and recreation, right? It's like there are some really important, essential things happening that are, you know, so vital to community health and well-being we can't lose the fact that parks and recreation is about that fun and that stress relief and Mm -hmm. connecting with friends and family and, and things like that. And I think telling that story and telling the story of the, the opportunities that you provide to your community members. And I think sometimes, you know, I I know in the community that I live in, like, I don't even know all of the things that my local agency may offer. Um, And so you're really highlighting those lesser known things. Like we know that there's a park right around the corner, but like, what are the things that are happening in that park? You know, tell that story, back it up with the data, you know, use NRPA's research reports as those benchmarks for making your case, um, which is really helpful. And I always love, you know, sharing testimonials from the people in your community and letting them talk about how these spaces and programs are making an impact on their lives. And I really think it's about that community engagement and building that trust, building that relationship. An upcoming episode that we have on, on open space radio, the woman that I was talking about is running a therapeutic recreation program in, um, in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. And she said something that, you know, was really powerful and it was such a simple statement, but she said, you know, I want to plan with my community, not for my community. And so I think that helps her community view her as the expert on on the topic, but also they feel safe, like coming to her and, and asking questions and making requests and saying, you know, this is going to work, this is not going to work. And how can we work together to, you know, come to something that's going to benefit everyone in the community. And I think that's, you know, that's key is, is that trust in those relationships.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, you know, speaking of telling their stories, you've been involved with Park and Recreation Month for several years. So I'm, I'm just wondering... Just from your firsthand experience, are there certain stories or initiatives that you've heard about from your members about the impact of Park and Recreation Month and kind of things that were born out of Park and Recreation Month? And, and if you could share a little bit of that or what's resonated with you most.
1: Yeah, there's, there's been so many amazing stories and, and things to come out of Park and Rec Month over the years. I think, you know, most notably is the fact that we celebrate Park and Recreation Professionals Day within that month, and that was an initiative started by the Pennsylvania Recreation and Park Society. And they came to us and they were like, hey, we have this idea for a dedicated day to celebrate the people who are making all of this happen. You know, like Park and Recreation Month is is great. It's a great celebration. And it's really more about the professionals and the field at large. But now we have this one, you know, solid, solidarity <laughs> day, you know, around celebrating the essential work that park and recreation professionals do. And so we've been doing that for a few years now. And that's been really cool to see it spread from Pennsylvania to, you know, other states and all over the country. And everyone's celebrating on this one day, you know, we've, we've heard stories from agencies who have hosted events during the month and invited out their local and federal representatives. Um, And it's made such an impact on them that they've, that it's inspired, you know, legislation and policy updates and improvements and things that are going to help these agencies make a bigger impact, you know, at that policy level, which we know is, is huge. We've heard from some agencies that the initiatives and stories that they've shared during Park and Rec Month in the past has been a key factor in securing grant funding. And so um, there was... An agency in Willamette Lane, oregon who during the wildfires a few years ago they shared their story with us during park and recreation month and we you know we amplified that through our blog and in um, a few other areas and they were able to take that and say you know like hey this is the impact that we're making locally here's a national organization that is sharing this story and talking about the things we did so it's obviously a big deal and i was able to to secure some grant funding for them you know, to be able to advance that work, you know, as far as climate resiliency and and things like that. So that was really, really cool to see. We also like to do contests sometimes throughout the month. And um, a few years ago, we did a a dance contest, uh, which was, I I was mortified because I had to be in this, like this tutorial video and I am not the best dancer, (laughs) but we, uh, we collaborated with a Texas-based recording artist named Saul Paul, and he wrote this song called The Park Rec Two-Step. So we had a dance contest, and we, we sent a song out to agencies all across the country, and we said, hey, you know, during your summer camps, during your events, film, you know, some of your summer campers or your staff dance doing this Park Rec Two-Step dance. And we had the most fun watching these videos come in of, you know, park and rec professionals and their community members and kids at summer camp doing this dance and it was just it was so much fun in the winter which was an agency down in florida uh saw paul actually went and filmed the official music video for the park rec two-step with this winning agency and it's uh it's just it's amazing and then i think one of my personal favorite stories um a few years ago we were able to partner with nbc uh and the show parks and recreation which you know loosely based off of the people that nrpa supports every day Maybe, maybe a little bit, uh, you know, <laughs> exaggerated, but uh, I'm a huge fan of that show and had been trying to figure out a way that we could have a partnership with them at some point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it worked out in Jim O'Hare, uh, who's the actor who plays Jerry or Gary or whatever his name is on the show. He has a few. He interviewed a few of our members to talk about their work. And it was just this really fun way to, to collaborate with such a, popular show that's you know literally based on this profession and see that you know translate to this really great story that we could share out and we're like hey you know this super successful tv show we've got an actor from them who is you know widely known and he's you know interviewing and recognizing these people who you know don't often get that national recognition and you know star power kind of thing and so that was really really fun and I think our members really enjoyed it and um, you know I think a lot of them are also fans of the show and to see that collaboration happen has been really fun and we're actually exploring some ways that we might be able to do something with them uh, again this year so I'm excited to find out and and share more. That's amazing.
0: Well again I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. I'm thrilled to get the chance to talk to you uh, about Park and Recreation Month. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything you want to add about NRPA and how our listeners can uh, find out more information about NRPA?
1: Yeah, this is this has been really fun, John. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, if you want to learn more about Park and Recreation Month or download any of the resources that we talked about, you can visit nrpa.org/july. I would also encourage you. Our July issue of Parks and Recreation Magazine, which is our Park and Recreation Month issue, will be coming out right at the end of June and that feature story which i wrote was based on our cover contest winner from the month and it was that therapeutic recreation program that i was talking about a few minutes ago and it's just a really beautiful story about a little boy and his family the little boy was born with um with a disability and he's now an avid rock climber thanks to this therapeutic recreation program it's just such an amazing story so i would encourage reading that and then um yeah be sure to follow nrpa on social media we'll be sharing a lot of stories throughout the month. We're National Recreation and Park Association on Facebook and LinkedIn, NRPA underscore news on Twitter, and at NRPA on Instagram.
0: We're great. Thanks again, Cord. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Thank you, John. This is awesome.
0: All right. Have a great day. You Thanks. too. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Sportsfield Management Podcast. I hope you enjoyed Court's expert views on the parks and recreation industry. For more parks and recreation information and content, including an article from NRPA about Park and Recreation Month, please see the July issue of Sportsfield Management Magazine. Goodbye.